0: Welcome to our podcast, Transparently Speaking. I am Diana and I have a son who transitioned at a young age to become his true self.
1: And I am Joy. I have also supported my daughter to transition at an early age. We are here to share our experience and our learning along this journey.
0: We want to provide support and guidance parent to parent. And if you find yourself on a similar journey, we want you to know that you are not alone.
1: So let's dive in, Transparently Speaking. Diana, after our last conversation about siblings and boundaries, we, as always, went through an editing process and we found some really great content that didn't quite fit. And we really wanted to share it with our listeners today. So I propose we just play that out. And then for our listeners, what we're going to do is a little bit of processing and share some additional insights and perspective that we've had since that recording.
0: I think that sounds good. What we want our listeners to know is there's a theme here of privacy versus secrecy that you're going to hear. And after we play this snippet from the cutting room floor, then we'll talk a little bit more about it.
1: And so the next thing we know, we're talking about and getting prepared for school for kindergarten, their first year at school and having a conversation with Bobby about it being important. He doesn't talk about all this stuff with anybody at school. And so that was really important to us that it was her story to tell we wanted him to respect her privacy and we had no idea whether or not he understood that
0: <laughs> but how did you, how did you present that balancing privacy with secrecy meaning like secrecy kind of is a feeling of shame i've got to hide it versus privacy this is something that's ours to decide who should know
1: You know, to be honest, Diana, I don't think I was savvy enough to really make a distinction at that point. (laughs) And I might not have even used the language of privacy. We might have even talked about it being a secret, like this is our secret. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to own that, that we might have even used the wrong language. And I've gotten savvier over time now with being able to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's important. And I'd love for you to maybe share with the group what was important for you as you guys came to that language distinction.
0: Yeah. I I don't know that I knew the language distinction at the time, but I was constantly, and I still am constantly in the thought of, am I relaying a message that there's shame involved? Like there's something to hide, or am I empowering with the idea that this is yours to share? Having said that understanding you can't control what anyone else does. (laughs) So what we would say along the lines of We're so proud of each of you being who you are, and each of you should be able to say, decide who knows about you. So in this case, Clark's gender identity, he should be the one to decide. I honored that. So I think that's the other thing is I honored it by saying, okay, who do you want me to tell? Okay, I'm going to see this person. They knew you prior to transition. Do you want me to tell them or do you want to tell them? Here's what I'm going to say. Does that sound good? So I try to empower him with having some say in the messaging as well.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's awesome. I think that's an awesome approach. And I wish we would have incorporated something like that at the time. I don't think we really were as savvy about it. And if I loop us back kind of to this particular story, I think the thing was for us. It was really encouraging Bobby or trying to ask him to understand that we are trying to empower her to share. And this is back about all of us as a family trying to create trust and safety. We're together as a family. We support and protect each other. That's a key role of us for each other as part of this family. And we want to create a feeling of safety as a family. What that means is that we've got the sense of trust that we're all looking out for each other's best interest. And if we break that trust, then there creates challenges.
0: That makes sense. You know, I think it's hard to understand sometimes for people that like, don't live this experience as a family, because it's not like sharing, oh, my sibling has a funny birthmark on, you know, their body that they wouldn't want other people to know this information. Like the more people that know the higher risk those children of trans experience are like, there is, there is an effect on their safety for more people to know. And That's why we want it to be their decision to decide who should know how they should know. So I just want to make the distinction that some people might, this is harsh, but I feel like we may not have addressed it the way you did, but we addressed it very strongly and sternly as well because of that, because of what you're saying, everyone needs to feel safe inside the family and not like they feel like they have to keep things secret from each other within the family to be able to feel safe at home. And we need them to be able to feel safe when they're outside of the home. And so that means that this cannot be a threat. This cannot be used as a weapon and it cannot be disclosed without their permission. Because really what I am hearing is in a way it can be a weapon. It
1: can be very dangerous for that loved one. And I think you make a really good point. And I don't think our mindset was in that frame of mind no. kind of recognizing it at the time. Um, and I think there's real wisdom there, Diana in recognizing and yet being hopeful about our children's future lives, but recognizing that this gender identity will potentially not be met with acceptance. And that could create a space of risk or
0: I don't know what would you what would you call it space of risk or danger yeah danger Mm -hmm. yeah and and i understand like at five years old grayson was five also that it can be hard to understand we don't expect to understand that magnitude and they don't have future thinking and things like that but they do understand (laughs) their consequence oh you know my parents mean business this one. Like this is really important. I may not understand completely the long-term reason of why, but I understand this boundary they placed.
1: Yeah. I think that's what's key is creating, at least for us in this, in this family scenario, that's what it was about is us ensuring this boundary was clear and expectations for how we show up for Samantha as our (laughs) newly espoused sister with new language, new pronouns, and how we want to talk about it and who gets to know or who gets to have any insight to this change and shift we've gone through.
0: And I thought we had done it perfectly ourselves not perfectly. That's all. you know, we say all this stuff and, and I appreciate your vulnerability and honesty. Like, no, I didn't think about that. I probably could have worded it better. And I didn't. A lot of the beginning of the journey, at least for me, felt like survival. <laughs> We're not used, I wasn't using my best brain. I was just trying to survive. But I thought that the message was really clear. Grayson didn't seem to ever, you know, use it as a tool. They got into fights. I never heard it used. However, about six years after Clark transitioned, Grayson used it as a weapon. He, we were visiting friends in Utah and he was feeling left out. Like Clark was playing with the kids and he was feeling left out that Clark was getting more attention and he pulled, at least he pulled Clark aside, (laughs) but he did say to Clark, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to tell them you're transgender. And Clark was so upset. We knew there was an argument going on and we went to see what was going on. And Clark told us, we just said, okay, Grayson can't play right now. We wanted to separate him from the rest of the kids. And then we had a talk with him about, we've mentioned this, that can never, ever be used as a weapon but to kind of bring it home at the time, Grayson was seeing a therapist. And I said, just like it has to be safe for you to see a therapist and Clark and nobody else can talk to other people about the fact that you see a therapist and why, unless you want to disclose that information. So in that case, I think it helped to give a parallel, but we have no control over our kids. We can say things, we can do things at the end of the day, they make their own decisions and choices. If I knew how to control them, I would have little diana robots walking around but i don't so (laughs) i think we have to accept the fact that they're going to do what they're going to do the best we can do is set our boundaries and just remind them of why and make it as relatable as possible
1: yeah and help help them just understand how important it really is even if they don't understand the reason why at that point in time exactly
0: So Troy, you know, in that clip at the beginning, I mentioned this idea of privacy versus secrecy, and I didn't explain where I learned that concept, which I think I just learned a couple of years ago, (laughs) full disclosure. That's why it wasn't in my language, you know, eight years ago or so but it came about because Clark was almost getting paralyzed socially to do anything because of his fear of anything coming out, like, you know, wanting to switch schools, being afraid to be too social, you know, things like that, where he was just afraid of somebody finding out his gender identity, you know, it led to like, even like, can't talk about anything. And, so forth. So anyway, we were talking to a therapist about it and the therapist is like, let me point something out. And, and he's the one that was like, there's privacy and there's secrecy and privacy is when you have information that you don't want other people to to know. And you just would like to control that, not control the flow, but you just know that this is not something you want to share, but it's yours to share. He said, where secrecy is a feeling It creates an anxiety. It's not just the control of flow, it's that I can't let anybody know. Where privacy is not like, I can't let anyone know. I'm just going to decide who knows. Where secrecy is like, I can't let anyone know, creates this anxiety to keep it hidden. And that's where it all began.
1: That was helpful, I'm assuming, by having the therapist share it because then you were all making more of a choice.
0: The main reason was to help guide us that we had to move from secrecy to privacy. How does Clark not feel like the world's going to fall apart if anybody knows, but treats the information as his to decide, knowing that in life, we can't always control those things. So it was trying to move him away from that anxiety and just be like, yeah, people may know, like what's wrong with people knowing.
1: I like that because that also sort of explains the concept we'd also talked about of sort of shame that there's something to hide. And by recognizing that there's absolutely nothing shameful (laughs) about, you know, being transgender, having this experience. Right.
0: And I think like hearing this and understanding that quickly made me think of Dinah, like, oh my goodness, how do I prevent Dinah from going to secrecy like Clark did? Because I would say that secrecy was not there until we moved and he became non-disclosed by his choice. And I feel like it built from there. Like it wasn't as strong at the beginning and I'll never be able to know exactly why or how it came to be, but there's a part of me that was like, okay, what can I do differently? And so with Clark, I used to, when he was younger, um, at the time, it was so novel that we would hear things from different media places saying we're looking for parents, we're looking for families, and when we would consider as a family, do we want to be public about anything? Clark's answer was always like, "Will I be famous? Can I meet Harrison Ford?" You know, like those were <laughs> those questions were like not good reasoning to go, you know, be public. And we'd always make the comment, "We're thinking about the long term," like you may be open now, but when you're older, you may not want to be, or you may want to be, I, we don't know, but we want that option to be there for you. And that's the way we used to say it. But now I'm like, oh gosh, should I never have even entered the concept, you know, or introduced the concept of maybe there's a time you wouldn't want anyone to know. So I don't use that language with Dinah at all.
1: Interesting. That, that makes me just really curious how if at all, does this conversation come up with Dinah about Dinah being transgender?
0: It really doesn't. We're not getting approached for media anymore, which is a great sign of progress, right? In the sense that there are plenty of families and you know people out there, and it's not as novel of a story. But I think for Dinah, you know, I'll point things out like, hey, that's a transgender flag. And he'll say, I'm transgender. And if there's a good book, like Calvin is a good book for kids about being transgender, then I get it from the library or I buy it and we share it I'm trying to create, I don't know, normalizing it, I guess.
1: Yeah. and I guess I want to offer that as I heard you sort of describe this, I am curious too about myself. If I created this sense of fear or desire for kind of secrecy with Samantha out of the fear that we talk about in that clip about danger, the concept of, you know, as we mentioned, the more who know the bigger risk to safety. And I guess I'm wondering, and it's hindsight now, but how much of sort of this perspective did we create of the desire to be undisclosed or this better if people don't know And in that recording clip, we talk about, too, how we didn't want this information
0: to be a threat or a weapon
1: and Grayson's story that you share of him truly using it as a weapon.
0: Right. And I want to point out the only reason it was such a strong weapon is because of secrecy. Because of that anxiety of anyone knowing it was a strong weapon, just like, I mean, right? That's bribery. You have some information that someone doesn't want other people to know. If it was a privacy issue, it wouldn't have been as strong of a weapon. May not have liked it, but he wouldn't have been afraid for it to be disclosed. Yeah, interesting as parents we question so many of the steps and i think that's also what comes here like did i create this what is my role in clark being a secret you know because along the way when i've been in support groups with parents typically online right easier to share your opinion when you're not looking at somebody And I have mentioned that Clark is non-disclosed. I've often gotten comments that I'm creating shame for him, that I'm making him seem like it's not something to be proud of when I, it was never my choice for him to be non-disclosed. I think life would be so much easier if he were disclosed. I don't have to watch what I say, wonder if people would still like us if they did know like who's truly our friends, those things, but it, you know, it sinks in. And on the other hand, what I shared, like, what I used to say did that create it and so I think that's some of the guilt I carry although I'll never know the true answer
1: that resonates with me Diana I feel similarly and wondering and at times I'll be honest to admit that I sort of wish too that we didn't have to navigate this space of being undisclosed. Oh, how great would it be if we could use our real names on this podcast <laughs> you know, right? and, and allow other people to know who we are and actually build relationships with people based upon this information. Like this story and Samantha's story is part of my life and my identity. And in a way it feels like a part that's so hard because I can't
0: acknowledge it publicly. Oh, that's that, that resonates with me. That's so hard because I'm I'm proud of that part of my identity. I mean, thank goodness for Dinah. (laughs) Of course, I can't explain why I've been part of this world for eight years. I mean, I kind of can hide behind people think, oh, she was a physician on the East Coast. You know, they're very liberal out there. I think that's hard. I'm with you. I'd much rather be able to share that part of me. I think one thing, Joy, that we're competing with is... You know our desire and the benefit we see of our children being disclosed and our belief that the story is theirs and that they should be the one to decide if they want to be non-disclosed we should support that so forth and i think what really brought that home was i was reading the book sissy by jacob tobiah it's their memoir and in there they mentioned the metaphor of coming out of the closet And that they don't like the metaphor of coming out of the closet because coming out of the closet puts the responsibility on the person to open the door and come out of the closet where they think the metaphor of a snail in its shell is better. That when the environment isn't safe, the snail goes in its shell. We don't expect the the snail to come out of its shell on its own. We know that the environment must be safe for the snail to come out of its shell. And so I think about that. I think Clark and Dinah know when it's safe to come out of their shell and that at the end of the day, that's what's most important to me and to respect. That's beautiful.
1: for all those out there who may also have children who prefer to be undisclosed, this may or may not resonate with you. Um, We'd be curious to hear what your stories are, your insights. As always, welcome you to send us an email, send us a note, let us know what this experience is. And maybe I'll plant a seed here, Diana. We're talking about perhaps later in 2022 or maybe in 2023 of inviting people onto the show and doing some interviews with people, sharing other stories, we totally recognize that our story and our experience doesn't reflect everyone else's. And we would love to support you in helping get your story out there to, again, better serve all of our listeners. That's a wrap on this episode of Transparently Speaking. Thanks for joining us today. Join us again on the 1st and 15th of every month for our next podcast.
0: Thank you to Filter for our awesome music, that's P-H-I-L-T-Y-R. Check them out at Apple Music, YouTube Music, Spotify, or anywhere you download music. As a reminder, we welcome your feedback and questions. Email us anytime at transparentlyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com.
1: If you're taking something away from our podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to provide us a review. The more listeners and reviews, the more people we can reach and support. Thanks in advance. Cheers from Joy and Diana.